I'm Abby Fentress-Swanson, and this is Harvest Public Media's Field Notes, in which we talk about important issues related to food production. In the wake of September 11th, the U.S. government spent years and billions of dollars fortifying various industries against possible terrorist attacks. Now the Food and Drug Administration is tackling the issue. The agency is currently crafting rules with the intent to strengthen vulnerable sections of the food system. But with few documented incidents of malicious contamination, Harvest Public Media's Luke Runyon considers whether the potential for food terrorism is fact or fiction. It sounds like the premise of an action movie. And in 2005's Batman Begins, it kind of was. Only the villain tainted the water supply instead of food. Scarecrow, played by Killian Murphy, was poisoning the citizens of Gotham City through a broken pipe. This is where we make the medicine. The plot of this superhero blockbuster might not be so far off from a possible reality, at least if scenarios thought up by American regulators come true. Under new proposed rules from the FDA, food processors and manufacturers, both domestic and those abroad that ship food to the U.S., would need to take steps to mitigate a potential terrorist attack. FDA food safety expert Don Kramer says we haven't seen a large-scale attack on the food supply yet. But it has happened on the small scale, and we've certainly studied it since 9-11 to assess what the potential impacts might be, and they can be catastrophic. Catastrophic to either consumers or producers. The FDA rules focus on weak links in food processing in an attempt to ferret out where the vulnerabilities exist, and they can be many. A lot of food processing manufacturers don't practice rigid biosecurity. Rand Corporation terrorism analyst Peter Chalk says many food companies fail to take even the most basic precaution. Owners don't padlock warehouses, there's insufficient surveillance, and they hire a lot of transient workers, rarely doing a background check. So actually introducing a contaminant, salmonella, botulism, mercury into the food chain, would not be particularly difficult. But Chalk says even though these weak links are present, they haven't really been tested. The last big bioterror attack happened in 1984 in The Dalles, Oregon. Cult members infected salad bars with salmonella. More than 700 people were sickened. Since then, the American food system has grappled more with unintentional outbreaks, like the listeria-laden cantaloupe, which killed 33 people in 2011. Chalk says the vulnerabilities go way beyond what's covered under the FDA proposal. Producers could be at risk as well. It'd be easy to deal a devastating blow to the country's livestock with a virus in a vial and another type of threat called agroterrorism. And the idea here being that if you could introduce a disease agent such as uh, foot and mouth disease, there would be an immediate embargo on all U.S. exports of beef, and that would um, have reverberations throughout the economy. To the tune of billions of dollars, a risk assessment report of a planned Kansas biosecurity laboratory showed that if a pathogen like foot and mouth disease escaped, total damage could be upwards of $50 billion, with trade cut off and consumer demand lessened. When U.S. troops raided an al-Qaeda storehouse in Afghanistan in 2002, they found documents detailing ways to taint the American food supply, with big economic repercussions. Still, no attack has materialized in the 12 years since then. Keith Rohr is Colorado's state veterinarian. He says few livestock owners consider their operations targets of terrorism. 
and that could leave them vulnerable. Agriculture is critical infrastructure in a country. How would we eradicate the disease? We don't know. We have plans. We know there are steps we would take. Um, Do we know exactly what those would be? No, we don't. And it's those kinds of questions the FDA is hoping its new rulemaking will spur the food industry to consider. Because while you can't eliminate all risk of terrorism in the food system, government regulators are prodding businesses to create a plan in case Gotham-like fiction turns into reality. Luke Runyon, Harvest Public Media. And that's this week's Field Notes from KBIA and Harvest Public Media. I'm Abby Fentress Swanson. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of nine public media stations across the Midwest. To learn more, contact us, and find more episodes of Field Notes, visit harvestpublicmedia.org.